Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Another Christmas, another drama. It was COVID. Now it's inflation and a cost of living crisis. With grocery prices at an all time high and energy bills making you grimace turning on the Christmas lights. How can we be a bit more... Santa's coming in town! Santa! Oh my God! And a little less... Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee donkey, can we just move this thing along before it drives us all round a bloody bend? About how we're going to afford the festive season this year. Maybe it's being savvy in the Black Friday sales or being more sustainable with our gifts. I'm Aideen Finnegan and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, how to survive the most expensive Christmas in decades. Connor Pope, you that is the Irish Times Consumer Affairs Correspondent, the editor of Pricewatch, the oracle of all things customer related and obviously host of the In The News podcast. I'm wondering, can you tell me, how is this Christmas looking compared to the last few years in terms of costs? Where are we at with consumer sentiment and prices and inflation and all that? Well, first off, can I say I love the intro. (laughs) I'd like that to be part of the intro all the time. And then the second part uh, is that... It's, a, it's going to be a really difficult Christmas for a lot of people and I think we have to be cognizant of the fact that a huge number of Irish people are really struggling to get by because they've been hit on multiple fronts. First, we've seen a dramatic spike in the price of energy and of course we all know that energy usage peaks over the Christmas period, particularly on Christmas Eve. So that's so the, the period leading up to Christmas and the period just after Christmas is when energy usage is going to be at its peak. So we've seen the cost of gas and electricity doubling. So that's one thing. We've also seen the costs across, up and down our supermarket aisles climbing dramatically. I mean, we, we keep hearing this talk about a baseline inflation of around 8%, 8.5%, 9%. But the reality is for many staples in our supermarkets, the inflation is much closer to 20%. And in some instances, it's over 20%. What? So if you're looking at things like dairy, if you're looking at cheeses, if you're looking at meats, if you're looking at breads, a lot of these products have climbed in price by between 15 and 25%. And that means that when people are facing into Christmas, they're going to be saying, well, how am I going to make ends meet this year? Uh, and I, I think that's going to lead to a very different Christmas. Now, I say different, but I don't think it's going to be some kind of Bob Cratchit inspired bleak Christmas where nobody turns on the lights and nobody has any fun. Because I think... Irish people have a great capacity to have a bit of crack over the Christmas period. And I think they're going to do that this year, no matter how much people are going to be struggling financially. And I think, you know, during the recession, even though things were very bleak and very bad, people still wanted to pretend that wasn't happening around Christmas and just to lean into it. 100%. And I remember actually... In, in the immediate aftermath of the banking collapse, I spoke to a lot of behavioralists and psychologists about what it would mean for the Irish Christmas. And an awful lot of the antis- anticipation was that 
Irish people would batten down the hatches. They would dramatically curb their spending in the run-up to Christmas in 2009, 2010. It didn't happen. And then after that period, I was speaking to those self-same behavioralists and psychologists and I was asking, what is it? Like, why is it that spending over the Christmas period was maintained? It wasn't increased, but it was maintained in the difficult years just as it had been in the boom years. And an awful lot of people were of, of the view that what Irish people were thinking was we've had a really difficult three months or six months or we've had a really difficult year or indeed two years or three years because as listeners will remember that crash and and the, the aftershocks of the crash went on and on and on and on and on and they said we're not going to let hard times impact the enjoyment that we get out of Christmas. So even though people might have been struggling financially, they still went off and they bought their big turkey and their big ham and they bought all the presents and they bought all the Christmas decorations and they went out for their for, for their nights out because they said, do you know what? We mightn't have much, but we're going to celebrate Christmas and then we'll pick up the pieces financially after Christmas. And I, I think historically, when you look at how Irish people have celebrated Christmas, they, they have invested a lot, both emotionally and financially in Christmas, compared to our EU cousins. I mean, every year there's multiple spending surveys that come out that are carried out across Europe. And they always try and create a league table of spending. Um, and what's interesting is Ireland is almost always at the top or very close to the top of the spending uh, league when it comes to Christmas, whereas our parsimonious Dutch cousins are always at the very bottom of the spending league. So typically an Irish household might spend anywhere between 1,100 to 1,500 euros over the Christmas period, according to these surveys. But other people in Europe might be getting by and spending 200 to 250 quid. Well, definitely, I think we are a very generous country in terms of, you know, having lived abroad and noticing that myself. We we love giving presents. So with that in mind and the fact that we are going to be cutting our cloth, so to speak, is Black Friday and Cyber Monday a good time to be shopping for presents? Can people really save money in these sales? Tis the season to be not so jolly. Around the nation, wild scenes as frantic customers were determined to snatch up some of those jaw-dropping deals. Well, the unhelpful answer there is yes or no, (laughs) Aideen. Because it really does depend on what you're looking for um, and how much prep work you've done in advance. Because the reality is a Black Friday sale is no different to any other sale. Um, And sometimes there's bargains to be had and sometimes the retailers are manufacturing and massaging the figures to make it look like the bargains are actually better than they might otherwise be. How do they do that, Connor? Well, there's a couple of different ways that they do it. Um, and and, and there's, they're not actually illegal, and I want to stress that. And uh, they're just somewhat misleading. And th- like, let me give you an example. So imagine if in 2020 a new mobile phone was released and it had a recommended retail price of €1,000. Well, a retailer could sell that phone tomorrow at 500 euros and say 50% off RRP. So 50% off the recommended retail price. Now, the reality is the phone wouldn't have been selling at 1,000 euros for much of the last 18 months because the way technology works is it starts out at one price and then quickly falls as other more up-to-date technology surpasses it. But yet by saying the RRP was 1,000 euros, now 500 euros, 50% off. So that makes it look like it's a really good deal. So you still might be getting a deal, 
but you're just not getting the 50% discount that the retailer is telling you you're getting. Okay, so nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's sneaky. And there is this significant level of distrust of the Black Friday sales period in Ireland. There was a survey published by the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission and it suggested that 65% of Irish people do not believe Black Friday sales claims are accurate when they're made by retailers. And I think that level of distrust is interesting because it shows that people have a healthy cynicism about this sales period as well they might because the reality is that unlike maybe the winter sales which have a fairly lengthy tradition in this country or unlike the summer sales which, which again have been with us for a long time and have a reason to exist the Black Friday Cyber Monday sales period is an entirely invented wheeze that has barely a decade old and it was created by the Walmart owned Asda in 2013 and Asda rolled out these so-called Black Friday sales in the UK in December 2013 and people went mental for it. I mean there was blood on the aisles (laughs) as people fought each other to get the cheapest telly and they were elbowing each other out of the way. Now a, a sensible retailer might have looked at what had gone on in Asda in 2013 and said, well, we don't want any of that. That sounds like a nightmare. But no, as is the way with such things, all retailers in 2014 said, we'll have a bit of that. And then suddenly in 2014, there was lots of Black Friday sales. And then in 2015, there was more. And now virtually all retailers have to have Black Friday sales. So that's kind of the potted history of it. Back to your original question, are there bargains to be had? Yes, if you're in the market for something, and it's selling at a substantial discount next uh, week or over the course of the Black Friday weekend, yeah, maybe you could buy it. I mean, maybe you could save money. But always buy these things or approach these sales with a healthy degree of scepticism. Okay, so if nearly two thirds of Irish people are pretty sceptical about the whole Black Friday thing, and obviously the smaller independent retailers who can't take that hit on their margins hate the whole thing, Why isn't the worm turning on Black Friday in Ireland? Because it's what people expect now. If anything, I think there will be more and stronger push towards Black Friday sales over the next few years. But there is this movement amongst some smaller Irish retailers to push back against Black Friday. And a lot of the small independent retailers that I've spoken to actually say, you know, they make a conscious decision not to have Black Friday sales. But not only that, they boast about it in a way that says, we don't think this sales period is appropriate. We don't think it's sustainable. We don't think it's fair either for consumers or for retailers. So instead, we're not going to have a Black Friday sale. But what we're going to do instead is we're going to give 10% of our sales on Black Friday to charities. So they're saying... We, are, we understand that there's an expectation amongst retailers that we're going to do this thing. We're not going to do this thing, but instead we're going to do something else that will give back to our local communities. And I think that's a really good thing because the reality is a sales period like this artificially ramps up consumption. And what it does is it creates a demand that otherwise mightn't be there and it sees people buying stuff that they mightn't need mightn't actually want and mightn't be able to afford. So it's this relentless grind of the consumer hamster wheel that just constantly keeps turning. 
I, I can totally understand why some people would say, you know what, we're, we just don't want that. But I think the nature of the beast and the nature of consumerism is that it becomes the norm, it becomes an expectation. As a result, it'll probably be with us for the, for the foreseeable future. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. With the cost of living crisis, are people being more thoughtful about the gifts they give? Uh, are we getting less of the stocking filler plastic tacky crap or... What are you noticing on the ground? If parents or if people want to buy presents for loved ones or for nephews or nieces or whatever it might be, I think we're still going to see a lot of the plastic tash that you mentioned being sold because it's all well and good to talk about sustainability and you know presents with, with, with significance and meaning. I think a five-year-old or a six-year-old or a seven-year-old is still going to want you know the latest bluey doll or Barbie doll or whatever it might be and that's just the nature of children so I think that, that that's one side of it but I think what we are seeing is that people are starting to put the functional ahead of the fun by that I mean people are, are looking at the kinds of presents they might buy and say well instead of just buying something for the sake of buying it instead of just spending the money for the sake of spending it I'm going to buy a present for my nearest and dearest that I think they might actually be able to get some real use out of, not just for Christmas, but into the new year. And with that in mind, what you're seeing is you're seeing people are considering things like air fryers, because obviously air fryers are hot right now and everybody's talking <laughs> about buying air fryers or, you know, maybe... And like it, it, it chills me to the bone to say it, but maybe things like vacuum cleaners. Now, n- nothing says I hate you quite like a vacuum uh, cleaner what for I Christmas. Hate you are. I wouldn't, I wouldn't slap anyone in the face for a vacuum cleaner. They're expensive <laughs> pieces of kit. They very much are. And actually, you're probably right. If somebody gave me a vacuum cleaner now, I'd go. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I could do with one of those. But, but what I'm saying is that there is going to be a move. I think this Christmas towards those kinds of functional presents that people will actually be able to use more because people are looking at the money they have to spend and they're looking at a fairly diminishing pot that they can draw from and they're saying, 
well, maybe if we only have, you know, 100 euros to spend on presents this year for, our, you know, my partner, my wife, my husband, whatever it might be, maybe I'll buy something that we can both get benefit from over the course of the next six months, 12 months. And you know what? Maybe that's not such a bad thing because I think sometimes, particularly during boom times or when, or when people are, you know, think they have a lot of money, people start entering some kind of arms race with presents and they start buying more and more and more stuff. And the bottom line is, as you know, and as all the listeners know, the actual acquisition of stuff doesn't really bring you much joy apart from the moment when you open it. Whereas, as we all know, that air fryer or vacuum cleaner could be with you for the whole year. (laughs) Not just for Christmas. So, well, Connor, you mentioned something there that is quite interesting, and that is around children. Now, Obviously, if you have older children that you can explain the situation to, you know what I mean by that. You know, older children probably want more expensive things because they might be into gaming or do you have any advice around managing expectations in that realm? I think you have to be straight with people. You have to say to people, well, this is the world in which we live and everything that we want, we mightn't be able to get. And, And I know this sounds like some old fella giving out life lessons, but sometimes teaching people a little bit about managed expectations is no bad thing. And in fact, managing expectations doesn't just extend to the buying of presents for a 17 year old. I think we could all do with managing our expectations over the Christmas period, because one of the great myths that were sold and we've been sold it for 50 years in this country is that there is such a thing as the perfect Christmas. And there is such a thing as the perfect gift. Now, the notion of a perfect Christmas is entirely illusory. The notion of a perfect gift is just a fiction. But what marketeers, the likes of Don Draper and all those guys from Mad Men have capitalised on for so many years is creating this unrealistic expectation around Christmas. So I think we would be better off. And this is what a lot of people did during the the crash years after the banking collapse. They managed their own expectations a little bit better when it came to Christmas. And I think by doing that, you're less likely to be frazzled. You're less likely to be disappointed. And if we, in essence, try and remember that the real value of Christmas is not the exchanging of stuff, but it's being together. And I think that's what's really important. And I'm going to get off my soapbox in a second. But I think we, we probably should be looking in this country and indeed in other countries to take advantage of the grim memories that we have of Christmas 2020 and Christmas 2021 when we were all told to keep apart and we were all told that we couldn't get together and we were all told we were going to have a different type of Christmas to use the the, the, the much loathed phrase certainly in my house. You know, what we really missed in those years wasn't the exchange of stupid presents. What we really missed was the human contact and the human connections that we would normally have been used to making. And I think that's what we should be looking forward to over Christmas 2022, because I think that's what has real value and that's what has real meaning. And the plus side, Aideen, is it's also free. Yes. Well, nice bubbly message there on your soapbox, Connor, because you're right. I guess a lot of parents feel a lot of pressure because they want to give their kids something really special. And that's probably where people get caught up in it. But in terms of practicalities... Have you any advice around the food shop, how to save on the food shop at a time of increasingly expensive shopping baskets? And we hope there won't be a run on turkeys this year with the bird flu uh, scare. (laughs) But 
I guess what would your practical advice be around that kind of thing where you it's it's harder to cut corners and also you don't want to waste lots of food that happens a lot anyway I guess you suggest going to the shop with a good old list <sighs> yeah this is tricky I'm not going to lie to you because I, sometimes I, I feel like Mrs. Beaton some <laughs> kind of 19th century uh, housekeeper lecturing people on how to manage their finances and yeah, you should, you should cut shop on a list. But I think one of the one of the nice things about Christmas is we do the big shop, right? And everyone loves that. And you go in and you buy all the biscuits and the the soft drinks and the booze. Oh, and that's the turkey my nightmare. And the cheese. Oh no, I hate the Christmas <laughs> shop. It's it's so busy and ugh. But anyway, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Okay, so like a couple of tips, right? Um, a yeah, you you should draw up a list. Okay. Um, B, I think people should remember that the shops are going to open again. because sometimes I think when people are shopping for Christmas they're shopping like they're heading into a nuclear winter and they are just buying everything oh my god we need 17 litres of cream just in case we run out of cream and we need all of this bread and all of this cheese and all of the treats and all of the la 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 all of that stuff but of course the reality is in 2022 there's always going to be a shop open on Christmas day for starters in a lot of parts of the country um, and there's always going to be the shops open immediately after Christmas. Like when I was a kid, there was a reason why my parents went off and shopped, you know, like crazy people before Christmas. Because the shops would close on the 24th of December and they wouldn't open again until the 27th, 28th of September. So if you didn't have the stuff in, like you were you were as stuffed as your turkey. <laughs> um, whereas nowadays, all of the shops are open. So you don't need to panic buy. And you just need to remember that what you're essentially doing is you're buying enough food to keep you going on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Stephen's Day and the 27th. So don't go completely wild. Also, it's important that you do a tiny little bit of research on how big you want your turkey to be or how what size you want your ham to be. Because sometimes people think size really matters when it comes to this stuff. And the reality is a 17 or 20 pound turkey to feed a family of four is just insane. My other top tip, by the way, is to shop really early in the morning mm. because I have the shopping, the Christmas shopping thing. I'm a ninja in the supermarket, AD. <laughs> so I am up when my children are, and my wife are all in bed. I'm in the supermarket and a lot of the supermarkets will extend their opening hours extensively over the, or in the run of Christmas. I, I, I go in on the 23rd at seven o'clock in the morning. Wow. I'm, home, I'm home by half eight and I have all the shopping bought. And like, there is nothing quite as good as that sense of smugness. The worst thing you can do is you go in three o'clock in the afternoon on the 23rd of December because it's just going to be so stressful. And I think the essence of Christmas and my Christmas wish, Aideen, (laughs) would be if we could just take a little bit of the stress out of Christmas because... It doesn't have to be that stressful. I get sick to the back teeth of hearing people on radio and in magazines and in newspapers, dare I say it, and on the telly saying how to cook the perfect sprouts, how to cook the perfect turkey, how to cook the perfect, perfect, perfect. It's like, lads, it doesn't have to be perfect. We are not reaching for perfection. We just want to sit down with the people who are closest to us and have a bit of crack. The stress is part of it, but just don't let it take over your life. Those are all very good tips. And of course, if you get the air fryer on Christmas morning, you've got a backup there as well for your, your sundries. Uh, Connor Pope, 
Chief Christmas Correspondent, Consumer Affairs Correspondent <laughs> for the Irish Times. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks very much, Aideen. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan and myself, Aideen Finnegan. In the News, we'll be back on Monday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash retail 23. Shopify.com slash retail 23.